Yeah, boy. We're back. Woo-hoo! We are the Murder Moose Podcast, part of the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. It's in the Does game. Have to say it. And <laughs> yeah, it was me. It's in the game. It's in the game. Ooh, ooh, it's in the game. <laughs> Ooh, it's in the fucking game. game. Oh, yeah. What's up, my friend? How are you doing today? (laughs) How is the life of a continue? Fantastic. How about yourself? It's been okay. It's been one of those, like, driving around, driving around, running around, like, with a chicken with my head cut off all day uh, kind of things. It was like, (laughs) it was like, get up, start working, like, chasing to, like, mostly chasing a, like, a 20, you know, a recent college uh, graduate around trying to like make sure he's doing his work and it's been like fun but he's getting it done gotta love babysitting uh, it's kind of <laughs> what it feels like being a manager i guess apparently it seems like you know um Yo. if you're watching this on youtube i realized after we recorded the episode that josh had given us assets so we have a semi-normal like it looks more like the usual recording of the podcast with the two people in the in the logo and the trailing background. So we are back on like planet murder moose again. So Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. thanks, Rod. I'm doing what I can, Ken. I'm doing what I can. You're doing great. You're doing great. Um, I have to say over the weekend, I watched the Ted TV show, mm-hmm. Ken. I have the Ted Lasso no, or Ted. just Ted? Like the teddy bear. Like, I didn't know yeah. that they were doing just a Ted TV They did a show. prequel that's on uh, Peacock, and it's like seven or eight episodes. Peacock? And I actually thought it was pretty good, man. It, it's funny because a lot of it, you watch it and you're watching, you're like, all the audio cues sound like you're watching an episode of Family Guy. <laughs> like, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> I mean, it's all Seth MacFarlane, but then like the guy, like a lot of the cast from uh, not a lot, but some of the cast from, um, I guess it is a lot of the cast. The Orville cast is on the show because again, Seth, uh, oh, I said Seth Rollins, Seth, uh, Seth, uh, what's his fucking name? You said Seth, Seth Mac- MacFarlane. Farland. Yeah, McFarland. Seth Rollins is a re- Mick. Yeah, is a wrestler. So I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up my entertainment uh, industry. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> the stoner laugh guy. <laughs> who's like known for like being buddies with uh, what, who apparently is a piece of shit uh, in. Uh, no, the other one. Uh, Jonah Hill. Oh. Jonah Hill. G- I think that Franco is more of a piece of shit than Jonah Hill. But I don't know. I, I think Jonah Hill just got, got like outed for being a gaslighting piece of shit too. So it is. Uh, yeah, like, on that, like, I felt, I was so torn about that, like, because part of me is, like, dude is just trying to state his boundaries and stuff, but obviously didn't know how to say them, but I'm not defending him at all. Oh, no. It was just very interesting. I mean, it's it's, it's weird because it's the, the like, I don't even think I read any of those text messages that came out from Jonah Hill, but I heard it was something about like him telling a professional s- swimmer she couldn't wear a swimsuit at the beach or some shit like that or something crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. weird, and it was the the reason why it was weird is because he used a lot of therapy yeah. speech, and like that's why people were really uncomfortable with it. And I think that what he requested was outlandish, and I think that it was like immature yeah. and controlling, but. Yeah, there's, yeah, no there's I was, was going to say, I was going to say, yeah. as someone who has dealt with weird behavior like that, it, I mean, it's, you, you know what it's like to deal with. It's just not, gaslighting is such a weird thing, man. It's like the, because I think a lot of that's what the Me Too movement, like, like that these people use, like, not, I mean, I don't think mo- many of the Me Too people got, like, were using physical violence, right? It was like, most of them were like, or like they just got gaslit, or like I mean I know they're like in the Me Too movement, there's people who have gotten sexually assaulted and stuff too. But uh, I think I feel like a lot of it was just people who got like mentally. Is is it a right act like uh like? There was a lot of like throwing their weight around yeah. to like get, 
encourage certain behaviors yeah. or whatever. And then, yeah, there were a lot of like sexual advances or, or whatnot. Um, it was a very interesting time. It was a very weird time. It's weird. We've actually kind of, we were like transitioning into our movie early, which we don't have to do yet, but it, it relates to Starry Eyes, which we're doing from, was it 2014, we, we say? I forget when I looked at it. Uh, I believe yeah. so. I had it pulled up a second ago. I did find some information about budget, which yeah. is cool. But uh, yeah, 2014. Yeah. I uh, I had seen this movie because it got a. It was one of those like, in the mid to late 2010s, it had gotten a lot of like, like attention. So like, you brought it up last week, and I'm like, I'm cool with doing it because this movie is uh, pretty uh, pretty metal in a lot of ways. So. Um, We'll go into that in a little bit. Um, what else have you been watching? Let me guess. Let me guess, Ken. I'm going to put on my, my psychic brain invention, and I'm going to go. Ken has been watching Critical Role. Oh, my God. How did you know? Like that. Also, also <laughs> Sister Wives or whatever other crazy shit you've been watching. No, I don't watch Sister Wives anymore. I watch recap videos <laughs> of Sister Wives and... There is a TikToker that I follow uh, that she's like one of the only reasons I use TikTok right now. Um, and she does recaps of the show, like news stuff. But then she also covers other reality stuff, especially stuff that TLC's done. And then she does a lot of deep dives on religion, um, primarily with like the FLDS and like Mormonism. And um she's been to the creation museum and the noah's ark exhibit she does deep dives on those she's fabulous mm. um she's slightly high historian is her name on tiktok but i check her stuff every yeah. day um she's phenomenal so that's how i get my sister wives kick because i cannot sit through their bullshit show yeah. anymore it is miserable um <laughs> So I watched that. I watched Critical Role. I watched, I finally watched, you're going to laugh at me for not having watched this sooner, but I finally watched Idiocracy. Scariest movie of all time. That that movie. Scariest That movie was actually way scarier when it came out because it wasn't as like accurate when it came out. And I think that that might be what makes it even scarier now is that like when it came out, people were probably like, oh my God, that's so outlandish. Ha ha. And now you're like. Fuck. <laughs> That's like, I think I said that in the stream the other day. It may have even have been in yours. Like, I think because someone brought it up or I brought it. I, I always bring that fucking movie up because I love it. But I was like, welcome to Costco. I, it might have been in Katie's stream. Welcome to Costco. We love you. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about, right? I'm like, it's idiocracy. Uh, especially now, dude, because I've been, I, I got a Costco membership this month. And I like Costco, but Costco's a weird vibe, man compared to like sam's club sam's club is just like old mm-hmm. people and they don't have as many workers and the the store is way more empty usually Costco's like filled with people like but they're like actually get like your your work like people like check you out fast and so mm-hmm. it isn't as bad like in sam's club now you just scan stuff on your phone on your app while you're in there and you're just like you pay you don't even pay you just pay on your phone you don't have to stay in line anymore so it's a it's a different experience but yeah welcome to costco we love you yeah i can't yet i can't believe you had never seen that movie that movie is just like a it is mike judge is like i think it's his best work and that guy's done a lot of really good stuff with like king of the hill and you know beavis and butthead and and office space right and but like damn that movie is just like It's not a horror movie, but it's a horror movie. And you sit and you go, this movie's horrifying. Horrifying, Ken. <laughs> horrifying. Um, anything else you want to go into before we go into this crazy Starry Eyes movie? Oh, there was something that I had. Um, I think we talked about it before, but if you haven't watched Dream Scenario, watch Dream Scenario. Um then there was something I did want to bring up that I had watched that I thought was really interesting, and now I can't remember what it is. So if I remember, I'll let you know. But otherwise, oh, I will say, for those of you that like video games in the slightest, uh, especially if you like video games like Ark or Pokemon or 
you know, anything. Um, Pal World is out. This is not a sponsored segment, uh, but you should probably check it out because my existence is gone. I, I watch you play that and I'm going, all these people did was take Pokemon and mixed it with Breath of the Wild and Fortnite. And Ark. I mean, I just kind of like... It's it's literally the Ark is it? tree. Oh. <laughs> I've never played Ark. Yeah. I, those kind of games... I've, I've told you this before. I'm glad people enjoy them. For me, those games seem like... I'm like... This is like work. And not in a good way. Like, I was playing Dredge tonight where you go and boat and you, you go fishing and you run around and do stuff. But like, those games is like... It's just... I'm glad people enjoy them. I just like... It so is not up my alley, and it's like I watching everyone who just like Zeke talks about it all the time. Those games like are his turn his brain off and go do stuff, and I'm just like, I when I play video games, I need like some kind of like go do this, go do this kind kind of like. Well, thankfully, that is one thing that I will say with this that makes me love it even more is it does kind of guide yeah. you. Like, it'll be like, okay, well, you're going to level up your base. So these are the things you need to build to level up your base. And then you're like, okay, well, what do I need to get those? Oh, I need to level this many times and I need to acquire this and yeah. this. So I'll push forward. Whereas like with Ark, it's just kind of like, here you go. Oh, here you go. Have some dinosaurs, you know, whatever. Um, so I do like that aspect of it. I think that that helps. And it's really interesting too, to see other people's play yeah. styles. I have a friend who only wants to yeah. build. Like they just want to build and they're sad because the building mechanics aren't quite as good as arcs, for instance. And they were like, you know, I I just want to build. I want to build this huge base. And there's not like building limitations as far as like how much you can have in an area. You have a space allocation, but not like, like in Fallout, you can only have so much. It's like a build budget. That's the word I was looking for. Um, So they were disappointed because they wanted to be able to do really cool building. And that's not there yet. I'm good with just roaming. I'm having a black. Like, typically, I used to always be the person that stayed at the base and designed shit and organized yeah. shit. But this game, and I mean, it's kind of been changing for me for a while, but this game, I'm like, all right, bye. And I just leave. Because <laughs> we were playing together earlier, and I was like, you keep doing this. I'm I'm gone. I'll be back later. Uh, I'll like help gather yeah. some shit if we need it. But like I'm yeah. gone. <laughs> he goes on adventures. I it's I I do it, like the combat looks too slow for me. Like the like it feels like you're shooting things like and it doesn't even move their health bar, and you're like it's in there. It's like all the the. I was messing with Tilly yesterday because she came in and people were like giving her shit because of the AI stuff that like the AI accusations of this game. Cause there are, I don't know if this would have happened if the CEO had it said, Hey, look how easy it is to design Pokemon with AI and then put out a game. And it's like, I mean, man, I don't know if that was the best of ideas doing that out loud, but here we are in 2024. And AI is one of those hot button topics, right? Like, I, I, I was saying that in your stream this morning. I don't think that game. I, th- I think that game doesn't have a lot of original ideas. I think it does what it does really well for people who love that kind of stuff, um, which is cool. And I'm glad people enjoy it, man. I again, more games to make people happy. I'm good. It sold like 10 million copies already, or something insane like that. And I think it was six million earlier, and then it's got. Um, like the highest, not the highest consecutive players because that was like PUBG, but it did overtake CSGO. Yeah, for paid, for like... Um, so it had like... It was like, it had the highest paid game, like average, if you took PUBG out of the equation because PUBG is now free to play. And I think that's what they were like, they were bragging about. So like... Yeah, based on like yeah. concurrent play time yeah. or whatever, like because nothing's ever going to beat Fortnite. Like that number, like with everything with that game, are like insane. But like because but Fortnite's free, right? So it's the that's the whole thing where it's like they're just they're just using that as a like paid game thing, which is cool. So mm-hmm. I'm glad people enjoy it, man. I'm glad you're enjoying. It. Yeah, Ken's been like fully engaged in 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 Pal's world. <laughs> Well, because, like, I'm also doing The Witcher 3, but 
like everybody's like you gotta play it you gotta play it you gotta play it and finally i was like all right fine fuck it let's play it and i was like oh fuck this yep. was a mistake this is where i live now at some point we'll come back to the witcher Dude, 3. that game <laughs> i uh is one of my favorite games of all time and at, at some point it's beautiful it's just lovely and addicting and i spent 150 hours in that like badly playing Gwent and killing monsters and stuff like that. And that was like before any of the DLC came out and that was on PS4. So it was back in the day. So I, I might want to go back to it at some point, but that game is wonderful. And I was watching someone stream it and I was telling you about it. They have the Henry Cavill mods where you can make the Witcher look like Henry Cavill, um, which mm-hmm. is fun. But have you fucked on the stuff to unicorn yet? Because that's the ultimate goal of the, of the Witcher three. Not yet. I thought that was no. early in the game. I don't fucking know, man. Oh, my one problem with that game, and I before we go into it real quick, I just hate how like arbitrary the endings feel like. Like it's all like how nice you are to Siri or like they the game considers you being nice to Siri that like changes the three endings. And I got the shitty ending and I was kinda aggravated about it, especially after spending hundred and fifty hours in a game and then hearing you get the shitty ending because you were shitty to Siri. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. Well, now that you've spoiled that whole situation for me, I appreciate I just, that. Let's move on. I didn't spoil it. I just said, <laughs> I said how the game. I didn't know that it depended on how you treated her. You're the, you have people in your chat telling you to be nice to her at certain points and, and they telling you or the ending, you get the bad ending. I've, I've seen it, Ken. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Let's talk about Starry Eyes from 2014. Let's talk about the movie. Okay. We're a podcast and we talk about movies. <laughs> yes. We are going to talk about Starry Eyes. Um, Man, I... uh, Ken, have you ever heard about this movie before that guy uh, talked about it on your TikTok or whatever it was? I had not. Yeah, that's another TikTok person that I check in with regularly. But um, I hadn't. And he was just talking about like some horror movies that were going for free and uh, on like one of the streaming services or were available on one of the streaming services and he mentioned it and I was like oh what is that and then I messaged you guys and I was like this sounds really cool no this movie is wild man and it is one of those movies that you go it it starts slow and creepy in the way and not like a traditional horror movie creepy it's more like Hollywood's creepy because the whole premise of the movie is that Hollywood's creepy. Here, let me go pull up the synopsis. I can't record, I can't like how I'm recording, I can't do it on my thing, but I can pull it up on my phone real quick because I want to read the synopsis. Um, also, the old lady in this movie, every time I see it, she reminds me of the old lady in um, in uh, Martyrs, like the creepy old lady in Martyrs that's only like only in the end of the movie, and it reads as follows. A hopeful young starlet uncovers the ominous origins of the Hollywood elite and enters into a deadly agreement in exchange for fame and fortune. I, this is a movie that like, like, especially when you go to the very, very end of this movie, you start going like, there are weird, like, it almost feels like they're doing vampire lore, but not like it's like the ending of the movie feels very late. It felt like vampire lore to me. It's very, well, it is, but it isn't, right? Because it's like she's running around in the sun, doesn't care about that. But, like, she, like, eats her roommate in a weird, like, like, there's blood coming out of her mouth and stuff like that. And the whole, like, they put her in a plastic bag and it's kind of like a lot of vampire lore when you're dead and, like, you buried and then you come back up. And that's not all vampire lore, but it's very vampire-y at the very end and then like the nails and stuff like that but um yeah this movie is is pretty wild it's very much like a a uh a sh- like a, a pretty powerful indictment on what hollywood is and what people will do and i kind of understand a little more than the last time i watched it because i d- went and did those auditions just for like some I just wanted to be an extra in something. I didn't want to be an actual actor. Um and it was a nightmare, but you see these kind of people and you're like, "Oh yeah, these people would do anything." And you go, "Yep." So what was your what was your what was your like initial takeaway with this movie? So, as far as like when I walked away from it, I was like, "Oh, that was weird, but it was good." Like it was 
it was slow at some points, but it was definitely, it was interesting. I mean, it, we all, like, I would assume most people know that places like Hollywood or entertainment industries or whatever can eat you alive, which is what was happening. Like, she was literally being eaten alive by these people. Well, yeah, literally being eaten alive. Um, so, like, the thing, the thing with it is I felt like it was done so well um, I thought it was scary in the sense of like, um, what's the word? Uh, like almost hopelessness, yeah. like everything that you have to give just to get what your dream is. And then is it really worth it in the end? And are you selling your entire self for that dream? And like how much of yourself are you willing to part with in order to achieve yeah. that? It is- I thought it was really great. Um, I will say... Uh, this is a really interesting fact. Um, I was telling Rod, I was telling you earlier that I was having a difficult time finding any budget information yeah. on the film because all I could find was like $10,000 in box office sales and it was only in two small countries. And I got to looking and it turns out it was Kickstarter backed for $50,000. Oh, nice. um, they actually ended up raising $52,614. And that's what it looks like the budget for this entire movie came from. Uh, 393 Damn. backers. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea if there's other money that went into it. I would assume so because the movie was done really well. But maybe not because, I mean, there were very limited shots as far as different places. It so. very much feels like they they shot this where like these people lived kind of thing right like this like the like the apartments and and like the only places that it would be kind of more like oh where did they do this it kind of seemed like they had someone let them into a like an old school or something like that where they shot a lot of those audition scenes and then like mm-hmm. the mansion-y place at the like like towards the end and whatever but like yeah it wasn't like location wise it wasn't like it kind of seemed like they used they used what they had access to, right? So, right, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And the actress Alexandra Oso Iso, um, she was phenomenal. I'm kind of surprised she's not in more stuff. However, she has been in recently The Pope's Exorcist. She was in Midnight Mass. Um, she was in Haunting of Bly Manor. She was in Doctor Sleep. So she must be a Flanagan girl. Follow the House of Usher. Yeah. So she's she's in Midnight Club. Um, Damn. Yeah, she's a Flanagan girl. Now. Man, I need to watch the Hall, uh, Fall of House Usher. I still haven't watched that. Like it was like you went off about how great it was, but like I had a lot of other people seeing like weird things about it, which I shouldn't let stop me. But I need to go watch that show. I keep forgetting about it at this point, but. Well, it's very over the top. Um, it's definitely not a. It's not like a realistic show, if that. I mean, like it's not, but it's yeah. good in my opinion. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so. this movie kind of has that like, like if we're gonna do shitty low budget horror movies, and, and when I mean shitty, I mean in budget wise, really uh, low budget horror movies. Like you go and look at. Uh, Skin of a rink last year with this ten thousand dollars, whatever. I'd rather watch this movie every day of the week, twenty four seven, than watching Skin of a rink once again. So like, it is. <laughs> I mean, that and you have stuff like. Like I said, I have a friend who's a podcaster who's like very in touch and does a lot of deep dives on things on horror movies. And he sat through it and he was like, the first 30 minutes was awful. And then finally at like the 30 minute mark, something happened and you're like, oh, and then you go another 30 minutes and you're like, man, fuck this. I'm going to turn it. Oh, and you go another. And he was like, it's terrible. That, that, that <laughs> like, movie yeah. has one kind of memorable, like the bed under the bed scare or whatever. Like that was kind of like, like, and everything else in that, like just was like, nope, this movie is fucking terrible. And yeah, I just, I think this is the type of movie where like you just, you take advantage of what you have and you kind of go, dude, I love the old guy in this, the, the old dude who's the old producer dude, who's just the, plays the creepiest motherfucker in this whole film who has mm-hmm. her blow him. <laughs> and it's just like that, that kind of shit in like 
movies especially is just always uncomfortable you're like and it is i think as like as i've gotten older that stuff like affects me more than like a lot of other things i mean we live in a generation that like i mean a lot of my adult years in whatnot it's you sit there and go think of like things like uh what was he called uh fucking requiem for a dream where the double ended dildo scene is like so fucking notorious kind of stuff you know and it's just like it's that stuff that's like sexual acts that aren't like people are either desperate like they are in this movie where she's desperate to be a star or like desperate for drugs in that movie it's just like you just cause you're going it's just like it makes you feel gross kind of you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i don't know <laughs> shit man I don't ever sleep well, so we're back to like it's we're sh- like sh- sh- like recording at like seven forty-five at night, and I'm just like I'm tired, <laughs> I'm tired. Um, <laughs> yeah, I man, I the I think really like the last section of this movie where it like it's that it's this weird like it's really kind of like three acts, even though they're like not like like equal parts of the film. Like right, you have this like at the beginning, you have this like real desperate girl who just wants to be a Hollywood star who you just go, Oh, she's a little quirky. Cause she goes in after like an audition and starts like pulling her hair out like a fucking crazy person. And you're like, Oh, and then like, that's actually the gateway into her being like picked by these, this cult. Right. I, I mean, you, you, would you call it a cult? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, Cause like it's the, they like, they wear these generic like pentagram, <laughs> necklaces right yeah but it like and it gets her in like that's the kind of the first part where like they invite her and the old guy starts like putting his hand up her skirt and she's like and like runs away and then like she goes back and does it and then like the second act i think in like a three acts kind of structure kind of like is her like going down that like rabbit hole like where she starts like losing her Maybe the second act's more like the her like willing to do it, and then the third act is like the, I don't know, but like, it is very like. This girl starts falling down that hole, and you're like, uh, and they do a really good job of just making her like, kind of like, fall apart in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she like entirely loses herself, like. 100% eats her from the inside yeah. out. She's yeah. It's I thought it was really dark in the best yeah. way. Um definitely <clears throat> I am so sorry. Wow. Definitely dark in the best way. Definitely did a great job of showing like detachment. Um it even kind of goes in its own way back to like smile and everything how you have those moments where you know she's she's crying out for help but yeah. she's she's not like actually crying out whereas in smile and stuff people were asking for help but i mean like she was literally just in her room for days and days and nobody bothered to yeah. check on her and then when she did lash out they were like all right well you know get fucked you know so like it's very scary and i think that even for the fact that this movie is now 10 years old which makes me kind of want to vomit <laughs> um it's interesting to see how different I, f- I would hope that, you know, people would treat that, you know, like they were trying to pull her out of her shell. They were yeah. trying to include her in things. Um, it just obviously wasn't working yeah. and they just gave up. on. Yeah. Her. It's very much like they had this main character who you, you're supposed to feel bad for at first because she just wants to be a star and then like you have these like that other girl who kind of is like comes off as kind of like jealous of her or like a mean girl like kind of a bully with her and by the end you're like you flipped you have the oh she's the real shitty person and the other girl was like kind of a bully but just like trying to fit in kind of thing and you you kind of feel for it reminds me of like I don't want to spoil it, but like it, so it's not like it kind of reminds me of character of last of us too. I'm not going to say anything else, but like, are you like kind of flip characters around of, 
oh, this character is the, the one you like, and then you're kind of, and you're like, fuck that. That is like that in a lesser extent where it's just like they kind of flip it and turn like the main character into a villain, which is also not, uh, like a not all that common of a trope in horror, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they every time they do it, you th- I think of like things like like Friday the 13th part five, right? Where like Tommy Jarvis at the end, they, they kind of imply that he's going to be the new Jason or, or you have like Halloween four where they had the whole Jamie Lloyd is like stabs her stepmom or whatever at the end of the movie, which I don't know if you've heard. They started talking about, I seem been seeing rumblings of them talking about doing a sequel to Halloween four, which would be, and I don't know if this is just them trying to sell it because of like whatever happened with like you know Halloween kills and ends and everything like that not being as as well received as they want. But now you hear them rumblings about doing a uh, like a direct sequel to Halloween Four. Have you seen Halloween Four, Ken? I want to say that I have, but that's uh, with Dan- Daniel Baby Daniel Harris in it and and. Uh, I like it. It's not perfect. The thing that made me laugh about that film, there's a lot of things, but the, the thing that, make, that makes me laugh about that film a lot is how bad the Michael Myers mask looks in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've actually watched four. Four is worth watching. Five is garbage. I'm, I've never watched six or or the the resurrection, the the one with Busta Rhymes kung fuing Michael Myers. But yeah, the... Yeah, those are the ones I haven't, and I've never actually watched uh, Halloween three, the season of the witch. But yeah, uh, I just remember that because I'm not like, oh, they're talking about doing the sequel to that, which is weird. I think it's just, I think it's like a lot with Daniel. I don't know if you know Daniel Harris has her own horror podcast or has her own po- podcast, and they were talking about it on there too or something like that. So I was like, that would be an interesting adventure. Um. But yeah, it's that 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 switch where they they have this character who starts off and you go, dude. I mean, I think I think it's really where like you start like losing her as a character is when she's like, just saying that vile shit to her roommate, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. they they try to sell it off as like these people are just shitty fake Hollywood people, and it seems like a roommate generally cares. She goes at one point she goes, I covered your rent the last two months, and it's like, how does this girl have enough rent, you know, money to cover rent in like hollywood and you even imagine what a fucking two-bedroom they had a pretty decently sized apartment it looked like but yeah um they do a good job of that because it's like it it just and that's what like i think stands out about this film is like it makes you go oh these people will literally do anything and they don't care what they lose in the process right and that's what the guy the old guy says to her right he's like you're going to have to give up a lot or whatever it's going to be a transformation and it's not going to be easy and which is where it starts turning into the real like vile part of the movie where she's like losing her hair and turning into like whatever she's turning into right it it also like comes off as possession because they like he says something about being the host for whatever right like it's like yeah, I definitely could pick up on the pers- the um, possession side of it. I f- so, for those that haven't seen it, first of all, I do recommend you watch it. Basically, what's going on is she wants to be an actress. She'll do anything for it. She goes to a, um, a, sh- um, a casting call. She doesn't get good reception, like the reception isn't good of her performance. She goes to the bathroom, she freaks the fuck out, she's pulling her hair out, she's screaming, she's having a fit, she's having a meltdown, and the, one of the casting, like, people comes into the bathroom while she's doing it, asks her to come back, and to display what she had done. And (sighs) I think that in itself is very telling. I don't no, I mean, I would assume if I was in that situation where I was that desperate to get that role, I would, I would think that I would also do the same as her. But like, part of me would want to be like, no, I would never do that. Like, obviously, that's something that I do for me, blah blah blah. But like, she gives it her whole self, yeah. and then from there, like, we spiral out of control. It is, 
I think part of keeping her kind of in her shell and all that, like definitely is to kind of illustrate just how quickly you can be influenced and infected by this particular industry and these people and how just grotesque she becomes and how just evil she becomes. I, I was wondering about the as we were talking, sitting there talking about it. I was wondering about the green eyes that she has at the very end of the film. Yeah, and I don't know, like green eyes, like kind of remind me, like I, if you think about green eyes like that, or kind of like what they use as effect, it kind of reminded me of cat eyes, right? Like, like more than anything else, like they're very like they're not like a natural green; they're more like emerald green eyes at the very end of the movie, and that's another thing that like kind of really they like. They don't have any. That's why I said it's kind of like a vampire lore. It's kind of like possession lore, um, but like not either particularly one of those. Like, it's they do something new and interesting, which is and then and they don't explain it right. They don't like tell you, oh yeah, there's a demon, blah blah blah. You could just kind of have to guess, and you could do what we're doing right now is talking about it. You know. I just saw something really interesting because I was trying to find out why the green yeah. for the eyes. And somebody said that in the scene where she's vomiting maggots yeah. and stuff, um, the the lead actress actually put maggots in her mouth to shoot the scene. And somebody said, weirdly appropriate for the actress playing a character willing to do anything to be famous would go this far. Fuck that. And I understand the budget. Oh, they were mealworms, not... Yeah. Uh, not uh, maggots. Yeah. maggots. They were mealworms. I mean, they look pretty similar, right? But that scene is fucking. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. It is. It's. I mean, like the whole part of her just falling apart, where she's like puking and like, what is she like? She goes in the kitchen and starts eating. What is she eating with her fucking fingers? She's like eating something with her fingers, like a fucking. A, yeah, it was yogurt. yogurt. It's like, it just comes off like a. It's like a, a someone feral almost, right? Like you know, someone who because she can't eat. It's like and that's more the it, it kind of gives off vampire vibes, right? Because she can't eat human food. But yeah, it is. Yeah, I forgot about the maggots. Yeah. yeah. Also, kind of reminded me of uh, reminded me of uh, some of the bonker shit in Evil Dead Rise, right? Like with the the bathroom scenes and shit like that. I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking Evil Dead Rise. I don't think there's anything specific that should remind me of that, but here we are. It honestly that's what I was thinking a minute ago too, was yeah. Evil Dead Rise. I they just did a lot with this film with like like you said, with not a a lot of resources. They 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 made her look good. I like they even had like contacts in that get, made her eyes look very like very uh like like she had cataracts or something like that through a lot of that scene like like the especially shows up in the hole when she goes to her friend's house and just dude that you know who i feel the worst in this whole movie is and this is both time i've watched it now the fucking her buddy that like is like offing her this role in his movie he wants to shoot and like and is trying to be like like generally pretty nice to her and she sits there and just like okay and i'm gonna stab you to death and it's just like Mm-hmm. That and the 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 fucking guy who was banging that chick, dude. That's another scene. Like, it is like where she that whole the, the whole okay. So she does all the stuff where she uh she like she doesn't eat for a while. She's like starts losing her hair, doing all this stuff, and basically the guy what she gets on the phone with the guy right or whatever, and he's like you have to you're gonna mm-hmm. have to do whatever and she goes to her friend's house and she stabs the one the the mean bully chick like after like she stabs her but doesn't kill her and then she goes into the one bedroom where the the dude and the other girl are she like smashes the girl's face in with what was it what did she smash her face in with yeah dumbbell. dumbbell like which is really funny too because a moment ago i was reading that um that dumbbell scene um that was they they filmed a lot of it at a cast member's apartment but they did that particular scene on their mattress and the fake blood got everywhere and destroyed the mattress i was gonna say there was a lot they had to buy them a new mattress that whole scene was a 
fucking and it also goes back to what i was saying earlier it looks like they shot in people's apartments that were like yeah um and, and then the guy comes in and he tries to run away from her and he slips on the blood in the hallway from the other chick and gets stabbed in the back a bunch and then she does she i think she uh does she put the bag over the other chick's head or is that after she goes out to the van? I don't remember the order, but she, I don't she remember either. fucking puts a bag over that one chick's head and is one of those dude, that, that just seems like a really horrible way to die. Like suffocating like that. I, I still would rather have that happen to me than to be burnt alive. I feel like being burnt alive is like pretty top tier. Nope. Don't want any part of that, <laughs> which is, I mean, I don't know what it's saying. I mean, how much that's saying, but yeah, it's you just going. Argh. So, um, but then yeah, then she goes out and stabs the guy that's been the nicest to her the entire time, and he's just going, "Jesus, woman!" Like it is that like he's like the nicest character the entire movie. Like all he ever does is try to be nice to this girl, right? And like, and tries to be her friend, and she just. She says it to her roommate at that one point, right? Where she's like, I, I'm i not any of your friends. You ju- you are all like, and she's just saying the most vile shit to her roommate about how like she's not stooping to their levels and shit like that. And you're just like, Jesus mm-hmm. fucking Christ, man. It, it's, I don't know, man. I There's that, there's a level of sociopathicness where you're like using people to get what you want is just not something I've ever been able to do. You know, it's like it, it, I, there's like a disconnect from humanity itself at that point where you just like, if you're able to completely disconnect from humanity and just go, I don't like using people doesn't like bother people. It's just like, and I mean, we were just talking about idiocracy, right? Like it is people keep doing that to a level that you go, uh, and, and it's funny. You know what? The other thing about idiocracy that's funny, Ken, is the uh, after just doing clock last week, or that same thing is just like the the people, the smart, intelligent people not wanting to have children. And then, did you think of that movie when you were watching, especially the the beginning? Yeah, when they were well, I was thinking about clock, and I was thinking about like a bunch of other stuff when that came up, because there's that whole sequence where. The, the people that are like highly intelligent with high IQs, they're like, oh, we're going to wait to have a child. We're going to wait to have a child. We're going to wait to have a child. You know, time's not good. Whereas the other people are just like having children like mad and these trees, the family trees are exploding. <laughs> and by the time that they decide they want to have a child, one guy's, the, the, the husband's died or whatever. And the wife has put her eggs on freeze so that she can eventually have a yeah. child. It, it, that's why I said, man, especially like the beginning of that movie is just like you, you go, uh, but yeah, it's all like kind of relevant, like, right. But, um, man, I, I think that her stabbing that dude is the most, you're just like, uh, and it just makes you feel like it's like you're sitting there going, this is the guy that was like everything good in this this woman's life and she doesn't care because all she wants is to be rich and famous and the the roommate coming okay that's another scene i'm not quite well i want to you're taking on it because i kind of talked about it earlier but not really so like when she goes back to her, her apartment after all this and her roommate finds her like oh no so it's they oh that's what that the the cult people somehow show up at this house when she's murdering everyone and carry her off and like bury her in like a plastic it looks like a like a dry cleaning bag or something like that you know that's what it kind of reminds me of mm-hmm. and they bury her in the hollywood hills somewhere and when she wakes up she's bald completely naked and I wonder, did you think about this at all? Because I, as I watched this the second time, I kind of wondered if they were like, like this, everyone goes bald doing this, or is this because she's crazy and pulls her own hair out? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's part of the whole yeah. process. Because um, apparently, 
uh, Astrius is the name of the group. Yeah. And it's all about uh, the name translates to starry. There was something in there about the eyes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I that's the production know. company's name, right? That's like the, the, that makes the movies that they use it as like, that's why they're referencing to it. I want to say another thing that's re- right. But it's also, it's also the name yeah. of the cult. Do they ever the say that? In- oh, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm wondering if they ever like the, like, cause from what I can remember, they don't reference it to, as anything besides like the production company. But yeah, that's a story or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, all you remind me when you were talking about that, the uh the poster for this movie with the is i think pretty iconic like even like people in the horror community who haven't seen this movie might have probably seen this fucking poster because it's her like looking up with the 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 pentagrams like carved into her eyes and uh i think this is probably the first thing i ever saw that movie this movie was this really wicked poster um i I think that that's a really effective marketing thing for this film because it's such a memorable poster, right? Like it, like it strikes you for like kind of how horrible it is because nothing like it's not in the movie. It's just a like taking the concept of the film and, and, and translating it onto a poster and just kind of using this pretty lady and making her not pretty anymore for this thing because it's kind of the concept, right? You take beautiful people who want to be rich and famous and powerful because they're beautiful and will do anything to do it, right? So, yeah. I, I think that's why, I, like, this was eight weeks. I wish Josh was around just to ask him about the art of the poster and whatnot and, like, what the um that could have been. My, you know, uh, what was your, what's your thoughts on the poster? Do you Are you... Oh, it's yeah. fabulous. Yeah, it's very iconic. It's very creepy. Definitely is one of those that had I not ever... I mean, it's one of those posters that makes you want to watch yeah. the movie. They did a really great job with it. Um, speaking of Josh not being here, I was thinking about it as well. Like, I know we've talked about how inexpensive the budget was, but I feel like the lighting in this movie is done really well. They do a lot of different um, good angles. They do a great job of making her look like she's decaying. Yeah. And... I think, like, I I mean, Josh may have different opinions on it, but I think he would say that, like, the cinematography on it was pretty yeah. damn good. I think they did a good job of making a, a dark movie visible, right? Like, a movie that's a lot mm-hmm. is shot in the dark. And then they also do, like, cool, like, stuff with, like, like when she's up there, like, and they're doing, like, the weird lights and stuff like that. And, like, they like a lot of that stuff, they – the. The, I agree. I think the cinematography was pretty good for what this was. And I think they just did a really good job of using the spaces they had, right? Like of, like mm-hmm. making it so that you kind of felt like you were in these like tight, cramped spaces or these like old Hollywood homes or whatever it was and just like making you go, oh, okay, this is a – you felt like you were in there and like with this, this character who was just like going down this hole because she – will do do anything to you know be yeah the uh you said it she they they the the practical effects for like this that like really isn't all that of uh there isn't much violence it's a lot of it's just like kind of gross out stuff for a lot of the movie i mean we talked about it like that the mur- the, the 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 three murders in the in the house are one two four murders she kills four people in that scene um are decently violent. Um, yeah, they're pretty gory. A lot of people online too were discussing how this was like the goriest movie they've ever watched, and it was so dark and deep. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess if you're like coming into yeah. horror, like, yes, it did feel like her stabbing felt like when she stabs that one girl, like the first, like it felt you could like almost yeah. feel it, and. But, like, I mean, as far as gore, there's definitely gore. But I think that the more, like, dark and gory aspect of it is her yeah. literally dying and decaying and losing herself. I think yeah. that's, like, the I, super gore. I mean, like, the, the, the face smashing is the most, and like, the most violent, right? And, like, you don't, like, it, 
very quickly in that scene, you're not seeing much besides like just smashy, smashy. Like they put like you know whatever they did. I mean, mm-hmm. they did a good job, but you don't see all that much. I, we, we, we're talking in a world where we've watched Terrifier two and Terrifier and all this shit, where it's just like the violence levels are just like I, I mean, Bone Tomahawk. We're yeah, splitting people in half. It's just like there's a lot of stuff that like this movie is violent. Don't get me wrong, but I think they did a good job of just like not trying to make it a slasher. They, they it's a very psychological horror movie, right? Where they're building up and like watching the decay of this woman. Yeah, like I think I went off about it. Like the the roommate walked in on her at, after all that shit happened and she was like she pulls up the sheet and she's naked. And it's I don't know, were they do you think they were trying to imply that she was biting her tongue off? Like or I, I don't know what like like it was like just blood everywhere and I, I couldn't really tell why. I thought that at first, but then as I like watched more of it, I was thinking that maybe it was more of like she was not taking her soul. Her life force? Pulling, yeah, like more from her, I guess. I don't really know. Oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, like maybe it was supposed to be her biting her tongue off, but it didn't seem that way. I don't know. If you're watching the video, this might be wonky for a second here, but hopefully Ken shows back up. We mm. give it a minute. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm Ken. I'm Rod. I'm Ken. <laughs> there you are. Hello. Okay. Um. Yeah. What were you saying, Ken? Oh, I was saying that it may be them like showing her biting her tongue off, but it didn't feel that yeah. way. It felt more of her, like, pulling that life force. Yeah, I think with the eyes and stuff, it was all, like, very, like, they kind of, like, you made you go, oh, it could be this. It could be, like, yeah, they didn't explain it, like, which is fine. I'm cool with that because it was a cool scene. Um, and then she puts on that dress and that wig and it, you know what that all is almost? The necklace. It, it kind of reminded me of things like Species and, like, and... What was that fucking movie? Uh, Splice, not Splice. It's that movie with Adrian Brody and where like they make that little girl who turns into like the monster thing and like has sex with her own like weird biological father, which was Adrian Brody, and then kills him. And what the fuck is that movie called? I forget what the fuck the movie was called. Um, it was a weird, weird little movie. Um, but like. It's very much like she tur- she's not human by the end of the movie, obviously. And whatever she is, a demon, a vampire, whatever it is, it's like she's not human anymore. And you sit there and go, okay. She is completely off the deep end with that. And, yeah, I, I think they uh, – I just think that this movie just shows what you can do with a little bit of money. I mean, 50000 is a lot of money. It's not a lot of money for a movie. And you think of things like Kevin Smith and, and like – like uh, Katie, I was talking, hanging out in classy Katie's stream today. And it was like the day that, uh, today is like the day that clerks came out. So it's like 30 years old or 40 years. It's like 30 years old today. Did you see? Clerks I still haven't 3? watched it. It wrecked me really bad. Did it? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. probably don't want to watch it. No, I got to watch it at some point. Yeah, that's one of those movies that, like, especially because, like, I watched the first one when I was a kid, you know, in my early 20s. Watched the second one with my wife, and now who's going to be at, at my who's my ex-wife? It's just like, yeah, you have the, the segments of your life about getting old and shit like that, was I know that movie is. And yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, it is saying this like this movie is a very good example of just what you can do with a limited budget and you don't have to like as as we live in a world where Winnie the Pooh blood blood um, uh, honey and blood or the f- <laughs> fuck that movie's called. You haven't watched that yet, right? Uh, uh, no. I just got Blood and Honey. That's what it's called. Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey or whatever. I like which had probably had a, about the same size budget as this film. That movie had no budget. But um, you just sit there and go, you don't have to make a bad movie because you don't have a lot of budget. They also did, like, what was the runtime of this film? It was, like, uh, I'm just trying to figure out. It was pretty short, I think. It was, like, 90 minutes-ish. 
Uh. Yeah, I don't think it was very long. Uh, yeah. One hour and thirty. So you minutes. were in that sweet spot. Like we always talk about it. Like what ninety to to and one hundred and five minutes. Like the hour and a half to an hour and forty five minutes is a pretty like key time frame for horror movies. It doesn't always have to be like that, but that's like kind of like the yeah. This is like where you feel comfortable and. Uh, Especially with ADHD motherfuckers like us, I I think that they they just nail what you could do and just put you on the edge of your seat. Like, did you going into this? I will ask and then we'll wrap up and figure out what we're gonna watch next week. Uh, did you think that like the main character was gonna turn into the bad guy in the whole film? Not at the very yeah. beginning, uh, but then very slowly, I was like, uh. Maybe, maybe. Side note, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, had a budget of $100,000, has overwhelmingly negative reviews, but a financial success grossing $5.2 million worldwide against a $100,000 budget. It got so much press because it was the first film to go after Winnie the Pooh after the, like, uh, the copy, just like this Mickey Mouse shit that's coming out uh, here, or Steamboat Mm -hmm. Willie is coming out. Um yeah, that is uh, stuff that, like, just uh, that free press made that movie $5 million. And there the sequels being coming out, and from what I've seen, it looks at least like they had a budget. It doesn't look like they use cheap rubber masks. Like, But that movie did something in, compared to this movie that I fucking hate, and that's that movie used, pra- like, CGI gore, and I hate fucking CGI gore. Like, if you use CG to accent gore cool but building cgi gore is the fucking worst and i hate it i hate it hate it hate it so don't use that and i hope they use practical effects in the sequel um i don't know um anything else kid and we'll wrap up here and we figure out what we're gonna do next week i definitely would recommend checking it out um keep in mind that there's some uh, sexual uh, assault in the movie, but otherwise, I definitely think you should uh, give it a go. Yeah, the um, that that stuff is the hardest stuff in the whole movie to watch. Kind of like I said earlier, so it it's not. But yeah, it, it, I think this movie does a lot with a little and does a really good job. The main actress kills it. I mean, everyone in the movie is pretty good. I the old producer kind of hams it up. But that's okay. It kind of like it works for what they're doing in this film. The uh, the old lady who just is scary is scary, and uh, yeah, I think this movie's great. I, I I really generally liked it the first time, and I think this film is like one of those. Yeah, go watch it for sure. Um, I don't know. Do you have any ideas of what you would like to do and dive into next weekend? Because I do not currently know if I have anything that I'm like. Oh, I would really like to watch that. Um, I have a list somewhere that I can definitely flip through and we can come up okay, with something. Okay, cool. Then we will just figure that out and we'll, we'll tweet about out about it and let it, everyone know what it's going to be. I uh, Without Josh, it's been like like me recording. I would be like looking at my thing and I got to record video. I was while you were, when your thing crashed real quick, Ken, I was like, hey, I'm Ken. I'm Rod. I'm Ken because I was a... <laughs> um, so we'll do that. Okay, so go to murdermoose.com. Um, I don't know if Josh put the link to the whatever, but like all the other episodes are there. Um, our YouTube is there. Uh, go find our YouTube. I uh, just search Murder Movies Podcast on there. You can do that. Uh, and all the episodes are like, or all the last like hundred and there's probably 30 to 50 episodes in the early beginnings that don't have video up, but most episodes of the last, like every episode since Ken's been here has been a video. So yeah mm-hmm. so okay uh we'll tweet out or i'll tweet out when we decide what movie we're gonna do and yeah um go to continue.com and go to std uh uh what is it std motel std <laughs> motel the, STD, hotel std hotel and uh quaintaint.com and what's the mm-hmm. last one i knew you added the ralph added one i don't remember the oh, oh yeah <laughs> And you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Rogers Gore Johnson X and Instagram. Oh, as I say, so I paid for my art for my book of poetry. So I don't know when that's going to be done, but I'll, I'll talk about it here when that's done. So like 
I'm hoping I'll have it in a publishable form in the next couple months. Who knows? Hell I'm crossing yeah. my fingers. And I'll be like a published author. Woohoo! So there we go. Which yes. is awesome. So, okay, guys, thank you for listening. We love you. Ken, you're the best. And we will see you guys next week for whatever the fuck we end up doing. Bye! Bye!